Welcome to the Deep Dive, powered by punningform.com.au. Boys, boys, Mark Roden, hello, Bob Scurry, fresh off a SA trip, and uh, our man Curlio. Boys, how are we? Yeah, boy, yeah. I, I'm up and about after that intro. Thanks for that. That's got me going. <laughs> That's how you write a business. Work plan. on our sort of overlays and sort of a bit of banter like that. We, we will bit get better. Uh, we, where should we start? Doombin, Doombin Ten Thousand. Why not? Quote of the day, Mark Roden. Given that there was a suicidal tempo put on, uh, yes. Well, the panic form data tells us that uh, the overall figures they've gone eleven point three faster than six hundred, which is low flying in my book. But um, the Horovian's trainer said post race he just wished there'd been a bit more pressure on him, and uh, the Horovian might have got over him. But uh, sadly, they can go sixteen faster than six hundred. Maybe that's what he needed. We should probably clarify that statement to say it was uh, of the training partnership of Trent and to- Toby and Trent Edmonds. That that quote is attributed to Trent Edmonds. I'll be making sure. Is that sure the younger or older? He's, he's the younger. Um, what do you think of the tactics employed by Graf? Well, look, a big congratulations to the connections of Graf. He's their horse runner personal best. It's fastest ever first 600 in a race. So well done. <laughs> um, I'm not sure whether there was a uh, like a money back to the uh, like you get your nom or your acceptance feedback if you run. But, uh, you know, fast to pace to the 600 post or something like that. But, um, great, great narrative post race um, for those that don't um, switch channels. Uh, Jimmy Byrne, the rider of Graf, said he thought he worked across and got outside the leader very comfortably and was disappointed in the horse's performance when he was asked to pick up at the top of the straight. And it didn't, didn't, didn't rate a mention in the stewards' report either. That uh, I'd know this horse from Sydney. He was a notorious pest uh, in a previous life, but uh, one thing he wasn't was a leader. Yeah, mm. yeah. Or maybe like first up last prep when he absolutely pissed in at Caulfield. He sat off a good speed. Mm. <laughs> now I'll I'll say that I'll apologise if I'm wrong, but I certainly won't apologise. But I, I didn't see any cot. Um, but Michael Maxworthy, who was doing the the pre-race stuff on Sky Thoroughbred Central did say that there's a tip around course that Graf is going forward. Ooh. Um, that's what he said pre-race. Now, I think a few punters might have latched on to Vega 1, mainly the place. And unfortunately for them, they had a four-kilo kid, um, Glenn Sit-Down Bossy, who looks <laughs> terrible on them currently. Um, Bossy's about three from his last 60. Two of them are Group 1 wins, and... Um, he didn't give a horse a lot of favours on Saturday, I don't think. But, look, it's purely for me out of that race, all honours to the winner. Great to see Nash bash it um, while he let it drift to the slot, to the inside of the track, which is place a place that all horses were trying to get away from and all riders were trying to get away from throughout the day. So was there, an inquiry, was there an inquiry into Nash's ride or to the Graf ride? There was a mention in the stewards' report about Nash... Um, over-whipping the horse, but not enough to justify a suspension, just a fine. There was no inquiry into the tactics and they had to take their time to, to review the sectionals? Uh, 
if I was a steward, I'd answer that question by saying, sectionals? <laughs> well, they're big on them down in Victoria. I just asked Theo Nugent. We'll have to get to that, won't we? Um, yeah, look, Eduardo was uh, Nash fined 1,000 um, for using the whip on 16 occasions throughout the event. Vega 1 did, sorry, Vega 1 did make the stewards report. Bumped at the start, laid in under pressure in the home straight. The end. Were you, like me, a little terrified when the blue jacket of trekking emerged from the ruck at about the 250? Well, I was terrified from the top of the straight, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say I've overbet. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. When you have a big bet at that price, you're almost yeah. terrified from the moment you place the bet. <laughs> I tell you how. I tell you how desperate I was for that horse to win. At the furlong, I was looking for excuses. Well, this yeah. is how sick I am, and I haven't gone back and noticed if the horse wore it. But I fucking. I mean, I swear that that horse had a ribbon in its mane. And I yelled at the 200 again, what's that fucking ribbon in its mane for? Get Nash! Like, I was looking, you know, I was just, I was just... I concerned, concerned about the aerodynamics, were you, at that point with the ribbon? <laughs> I, was, I was making excuses before it got, waiting for it to get beat. But, um, look, it should, like, it was there to be beaten. They That's couldn't run past it. The Horovian, you know, was the eye catcher, like, um... Oh, like Trent said, with a bit more tempo, he could win. Could have won. <laughs> um, but honestly, he's probably the horse out of that race that you'd sort of consider looking forward to a Stradbroke, probably. I thought the rest of the strange meeting. So many horses just did not run to market. And some other performances were just like, are in the say what category. Um, well, speaking of that, it. Curls, the biggest figure of the of the day on the punting form dot com data is race two reloaded eight point seven above the all average. That's amazing, really. I, I tweeted post race Uncle Chris doing Uncle Chris things like genuine. How does reloaded do that now? In fairness to the horse, this is probably gets into a debate of our horses packed. Are some horses just pack runners and nonnies, right? Or is that a myth? Re- reloaded ran to its figure when it chased Almedo last start. Like, it ran right up to it, I thought. Um, you know, they produced a big figure in that Almedo race. Um, and, like, J-Mac was very aggressive on this horse. He was often going four deep early mm. uh, and kept running. Um, it was a big effort, really big effort. I think it was like... As far as the punting form sectional data is concerned, I had a quick look at the um, at the sectional time rank for the meeting, and I thought the track dried out too. Um, probably the track, fair to say, the track probably improved as the day went on. Um, Reloader was in race two. He's run the third fastest last six and last 400 of the meeting. Like, that's a big, yeah, that's a big performance. See, so, so is the, the main owner too. Probably brought them all out after it got beat at a dollar ten at a Doomben three back in a midweek. Got missed a place in a midweek, um, a midweek class two or something, whatever it was. That was a heavy that ten. Bottle, bottomless, bottomless. Don't oh, no dispersions, Uncle Chris. All right, just <laughs> top bloke. Good friend. Of got warning curls. Warning. Yep. Look, I could not have got a race slash horse any more wrong than what I got this race. Like, it ran the fastest 
last 200 of the meeting on the punningform.com.au data. Warning, ran the fastest last 200 of the meeting. Like good horse. And yeah, three, clearly. Three-year-olds. Cox played off that. Three-year-olds are no good. M-Rod, 100 to 1-er. Just turn-taking. Well, you know, I have been um, saying this for a little while about the team Waller. Talk about team riding of in the Stradbroke. Like, that was clear plan. Graf Gast trying to go with Eduardo and the stable mate Vega 1, right? 10,000. 10,000, sorry. Um, I, I did anticipate the same, a similar scenario here in this race um, that was won by criminal defence, that um, there'd be some good, there'd be a little bit of tempo here with a few Waller runners and Signor Toba, I think that's how you pronounce it, you know, sort of back off a good tempo and, and kaboom up the straight. Um, on the punting form data, they've gone very slow here. Very slow, and this criminal defence has sort of lobbed on speed at a walker's tempo, and um, you know, sort of dash from the six to the two probably is where he's won the race because the winners walked home as well. It's last furlong, it got home pretty slow, but the damage was done between the six and the four when he outsprinted the other horses. So, talk about him going to the derby. Look, I don't see it, but um, the trainer has been talking it up for a long time. Uh, Senor Toba was was good on the clock from an unwinnable position in run, really. Um, now, I'm not quoting J-Mac here. Maybe it was Bernie or someone like that on Sky Post Race talking about Senor Toba, and the comment was, you'd think with a few more stable runners in the race, there would have been more tempo, is what, is what she quoted J-Mac saying. So whether he said that or not, I don't know, but that was certainly the quote. Um the quote post-race there. So, obviously, if most of these horses go into a race like the Derby or the Derby, depends where you grew up. Um, yeah, anyway. I was on Cucaracha and Senor Tober, and they both ran really well. They were just beaten by the tempo. It's a gross injustice that's been uh, imposed upon us, and any injustice has got to be highlighted. And, and for us to highlight it, we might have to take the most drastic action, that is strike action. Um, Speaking of strike action, they might as well not race against David Van Dyke up here at the moment. <laughs> Honestly, did you see that horse yesterday, Orbison? <laughs> DVD had a winner at, um, and this is not a word of a lie, by the way, $1.12 into one oh five. They took the dollar twelve. <laughs> Maybe dollar sixteen or something. Dollar. Well, was it a bit slow? Well, I don't know for sure. Do you want me to check that for sure? I should check that. Um, like it was. Like it was. Obviously, it was a clear standout. Obviously, but um, uh, I see there was an article online saying that the owners knocked back like a seven-figure um, offer for the horse, um, but David doesn't want to push the horse. Um, just yet because, uh, you know, he doesn't want to take him to the big races and, you know, get the horse, get, you know, spooked by the big crowds and stuff like that. So we're knocking back $7 million and we're going to go through our classes winning at Ipswich and Sunny Coast. <laughs> what the actual fuck? <laughs> Absolutely doing my head in. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's any, you know, any horses that you want to you want to stamp and anyone watching can put in their black book heading forward. Curls from from Durban. Uh, yes, three year old not an option. Um, I did mention in the pre race that I nearly came into this horse as it drifted on the fair. It got out to a ridiculous price. Uh, had the blinkers off, settled well back, and sort of went through like inside middle of the field and was a real flashing light run. Thought it went enormous. Um, not sure where it goes to from here. Maybe the Gunsing Classic because um, in Racing Queensland Wisdom, they programmed the Queensland Guineas at the start of the carnival, over 1,600. So all the three-year-olds get here and go 12, 14, oh, there's no Guineas left we'll to go to the Gunsing um, for the milers. So um, I'd imagine it'll turn up at the Gunsing on uh, Stradbroke Day. Sort of what I'm anticipating. It was one that I really liked. Uh, that's outside of the obvious. Um, uh, Outback Barbie's going to the broodmare sale. Thank God, how the like it's produced like an amazing finishing burst to win on Saturday. Um, so I'd be happy to see it gone. One less form, one less horse you have to do the form on, and uh, probably the other one that hasn't we haven't spoken about, which we should, was the, the effort of the two year old Prince of Boom. Mm. On a six-day backup, if you don't mind, yeah. off its debut win on a wet track at the Sunshine Coast last Sunday, lobs at Brisbane Saturday, completely off the map, relentless money for it, and absolutely kicked their heads in. Um, a little bit of excitement. Sorry? Almost the same time as Eduardo. Yeah. Um, a little bit of excitement pre-race with the the scratching of Mao Tai, who was uh, that big... Impressive debut winner at, uh, at that Monday Ipswich meeting. And also Giannis, the Waller runner, who was um, well-specced and I backed it. Um, played up in the gates when it got loaded, backed out <coughs> past fit and basically completely took no part after that. Missed away and it was just, yeah, complete forgive. So, um, What look- about Love Tap, the long-striding grey horse? Mm, well... I don't know what to make of that. Um, let me just bring up that race again. What were we saying pre-race? Best horse. Wrong distance. Wrong distance. First long up. stride. One trial. They backed yeah. it. They backed it like it was going to win. I couldn't have it. No, well, I, didn't, I, could, what did it, I was just having a look like it was on. They, they went out negative 5.1. For the race, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to make of it. Back to the inside, I only got beat 1.7, I suppose. Um, I think I tweeted post-race, maybe this one or the one after, about Nash, like, what is he doing today? Like, is he just riding the track trying to find the best lane for Eduardo or what? Because his, rate, his rides were below expectation market and him as well, I thought. Um, and that wasn't a pocket tweet either, which you'll be shocked to know. <laughs> <laughs> This two-year-old does look pretty sharp, eh? Oh, unbelievable. Look, on a six-day backup as well, it's, it's recorded a big figure. Did it yep. easily. The other horse I thought I'd ask you about, GTT. Yep, in race one. Pretty strong. Yeah, uh, well, we're on it. That's why, Jack. Um, <laughs> uh, it was. It was, a, it was a complete forgive first up. And um, look, it probably had probably the ride as it turned out was smart. They went back on it. They got the tempo they expected and um, 
and work through its gears really well. Look, the winner a long way out um, from once they sort of straightened. And once he got out into clear air, nice big stride and fella. And once he got into clear air, he really attacked the line. So that was only a um, a class six on Saturday. You know, he's you know he's a progressive horse. Obviously, off the, off that you can see that that he can continue to go through his grades. He's only won the five races, so there's you know if he goes to another twelve hundred ish. 1100, 1200 class six later, you know, in a couple of weeks' time, he'd be favourite and winning again off that. Well, I think I think it's about eight in a row winning Metro Saturday sets from New Curls. So well done. Uh, onwards, more to come. But um, just a very exciting little day there in Queensland. Very oh, it's, exciting. Yeah, it's like it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Bit of a marathon for you too. Well, we had our first uh, our first bet at eleven twenty. 5 a.m. at Rockhampton on Saturday, something like that. And we had our last bet at 9 p.m. at Toowoomba on Saturday night. <laughs> now, let's head, to, let's head to SA, South Australia, City of Churches. Scurry, you ventured over there for the boys. You won. Yep. You proved that just eyes on pony is all that you need. Very, very well done. Well, Thanks, Matt. Thanks, mate. Hat. Firstly, compare the experience... You're you're a Rose Hill, Randwick, sometimes Warwick farm man, a little bit of Canterbury. Compare Rose Hill, Randwick to Morfittville. Uh, first thing you notice is the distinct lack of security goons. Um, everyone having a good time, you know, seem to be you know smoking wherever they want, drinking, very relaxed <laughs> vibe, good. So that was great. It also had smoking. a bit of mo- yeah, cigarettes. Yeah, cigarettes. <laughs> On course. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm pretty sure you're allowed to grow one plant over there. I think they've cha- think they've changed that, mate. Um, well, no one told my uncle. He's still. Yeah, well, Johnny Howard era. You know, we all tightened tightened up a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I like it, and it's got a bit of Mooney Valley about it in the fact that you've got the pre parade out the back, so you get a really good look as an MYM. Uh, you know, I got the pre parade, and then I can, only a short walk through to the mounting yard. So I'm having two looks at the horses every every race. You know. Some races, I almost felt like I got sick of them walking around. You know, mm. I've already made made up my mind. Um, yeah, it just look. I said to my my buddy the night before. You know, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, if you don't think Behemoth and Jig Track gonna win, they got form all over this. You know, and then I got to the races and they they looked average. You know, um, so yeah, less I know the better, boys. Like uh, we we had a tip in the first race for the seven. Um, did we? Remember that laundry? Mm. Just another yeah, busted was, and spruit. Just, just another busted and spruit runner, Laundy D Oliver. Okay, that, that had that had strong data. Yeah. A- anyway, I wish I didn't know because he didn't. He looked a bit fat, a bit soft for me for that stable because um, they usually get them pretty fit. Um, and the five and six and anyway. So look, I, I've I've really enjoyed myself. Um, you know, we found enough winner. Found a winner in the last. We found a little girl I really like, Alana Kelly. Got two home for me at Doubles Higgers. Good girl. <laughs> Should we talk about that? Like the the post race meeting, fucking yeah, I got no uh, idea. Just yeah. tipping the the, yeah. the three of us and Peter who do the form into a jockey to follow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a Kelly, and, like. and poor Masara can't train either. It turns out he's, he's going all right as well. But you know, eyes on ponies. I'm doing all right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, look, she's got she's got the she got the thing home at twelve dollars. They had no right to win. She got her home by a nose, and then the last she's showing real courage to get up the inside. Once no, these track- no, she didn't show a lot of courage, Rob. She showed good courage, but she was also helped by the fact that the entire well, 
80% of the jockey population decided the fence was off and were trying to get right off it and they're just allowing oh, jockeys to roll the inside. A, was there a, like a group aneurysm in the jockey's room pre-race or what? Because what the... What, like, why was everything steering wide and winners coming up inside? First and second or, in the good race were just up, the, like, up along the fence. Yeah. They just follow each other. Uh, they're sheep. They just well, them. you know, once the what, trucks What's get, your saying, Roden? They just... Oh, if we're shorter, if they were taller, they'd be swimming. <laughs> That's a bit unkind, isn't That's it? That's unkind. We love and appreciate all our well, participants. In I'll tell you what. Having just on, fun. just on Alana, Alana. Um, Alana. I think may, may, maybe Rob has kick-started her career because she ride, she's uh, she's she rides at about six percent winning strike rate career last twelve months, but she's ridden. Three winners from her last five since. Yep. So, yeah. Um, we'll have to get the interns to do a uh, Cameron Willis style tweet about a lot so of stats. Rob has possibly kickstarted her career. Oh, no, Rob. Two on the biggest day of the year, you know. There she was. Big race get rider. It. Mark, any thoughts, Adelaide? Rob? I wanted to ask Rob, had you seen Guitra in Sydney? Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a difference? Look, he, he he was doing, you know, he, he he wanted to be there. He wanted a race, um, but it, he, it didn't look as good as he did when he won first up. Um, same with the big boy behemoth. He, he, I've seen I've seen him before in Sydney when he when he ran in the um, Golden Eagle, and I've seen yeah, he just didn't look that good. And I'm half kicking myself, you know, to fall into old dirty work, and you know, who's just a big you know, roly poly podgy thing, always holding condition. But the winner looked looked great. The the, the ex South Australia, the ex Darwin horse. Darwin, um, Darwin, whatever. Yeah, it's going to Queensland too. I, I think that might be that might be a bridge too far, but um, that's the plan. Depends what they're aiming, I suppose. All I took out, I started here in the post race, and I, I originally, and normally that sort of stuff makes me fucking angry, and just shows you how like it's just it is a fucking lottery. They just take turns, trainers, riders, horses. I and then I started thinking about Avocado Sunset, you know. We could be on a similar path. Yeah, what, Darwin? Adelaide Send it up to Darwin, season it in the sun, you know, toughen it yeah. up via the Alice. So, well, it worked for Reloaded on Saturday up here, didn't it? A few weeks in the sun in Queensland. Boom! Sun on its back, as Uncle says. They love the sun on their back. Yeah, if, I was, if I was to follow anything out of the meeting, it would be uh, the, in the two-year-old race uh, that Karakasu um, jumped too well, three wide on the speed, battled on. I don't know where it's going to go, but um, still had good condition on it. Um, can win in definitely in South Australia. So, um, yeah, Karakasu race two. Um, yeah, that's a better man. And look, downsides, they had Sky 1 on the PA all day, so... Headphones mandatory, um, and they, they, they seem to think that we care about presentations as well. They had they had them going over the PA, you know. So you missed out on the Sydney race. So oh. thumbs down there. Uh, I read for, for somewhere that, that um, blaring Sky One at volume for extended periods is a tactic used in Guantanamo Bay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that was true. <laughs> Oh, oh, Ju- Ju- Julian's copping Sky One in Belmarsh. Three <laughs> uh, Julians. Imagine having this just on repeat in Guantanamo. <laughs> Imposed upon us, and any injustice has got to be highlighted. And, and for us to highlight it, we might have to take the most drastic action. That is strike action. <laughs> um, 
it was good to hear Dave. I did hear Dave Stanley a little bit back on uh, Sky reading the odds this week. He's much better at it than Munzee. Fuck, he's talented. He's very talented. Munzee has me reaching he for is. the remote, man, big time. You know, where's that blue button? Well, I think he's um, yeah, he's a ge- he's genuine. I like him. Dave, come for this one, Marto. <laughs> yeah, Marto and Stanley, they're, they're, they're my two favourites on Sky One. Yeah. But, you know, on the whole, you, anyway. Marto's no, 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 no a funny... Yeah. I'll throw back to the glory days of Richard Friedman reading out the uh, tote dividends for the afternoon dogs. They were, they were great days on Sky Channel. <laughs> Things must have been tight at the SBI back in those days, was it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, racing, eh? Um, right, I'm hosting. What else we got to do on this show, guys? Tell you what, I wouldn't mind asking you guys' opinion. Just question without notice here. I noticed on Twitter that uh, the guy, young fella in the studio, had to call the Preakness Stakes in the US on Sunday morning or Saturday, whenever it was. Who cares? Um, and he had to race. He had to call the race just off the cuff. Got me thinking. Is that the easiest job in the entire industry? Like, oh, be careful. <laughs> Like honestly, mute. right? Let me just let me just step you through this. Your eyes are connected to your brain, which is connected to your mouth. So your mouth says what your eyes see. Like we do it every day. Can't be that hard. Um, I like, think it's you, harder than it looks. Some of you, <laughs> surely some of you blokes listen to Dubbo on a Sunday Arvo when oh. Cole takes the binoculars. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. No, it's muted. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I wish bloody. I, I learnt the lesson and muted Adelaide. Gee, that was torturous. The calls were. Yeah. God, there'd be no relation to what's happening in front of you. Yeah. It would be much more difficult to call to be a to call it with flair than just call what you see. Yeah. Yeah. Like to be able to make shit up on the spot that's engaging, like uh, Rick McIntosh does, for example. Yeah. Darren Flindell. Darren Flindell. Yeah. Uh, As opposed to. just calling it as you see it anyway. Well, uh, uh, Calling it accurately like Mr. Mark Sheen. Well, the, the thing about our esteemed colleague Mark Sheen was that he his knowledge is so great in that he uh, called all the trials and was a yard, is a you know, renowned yard watcher as well. So, and exactly. and a, a big form student. So if something unexpected was happening, either in terms of a horse's fitness or where it was in the run, he, you know, just through his inflection, he could tell you, you know, the thing was meant to be leading and it was... Third last. Oh, I think Adam O's good at that down here. Yeah. yeah. I think like, I if, you, if you cut back yeah. what he's doing, he, he you can tell he gives a shit and has researched it. Yeah. We had a bit of we had a we had a bit. What, the reason why I ask is we had a bit of a, sh- a reshuffle um, in calling ranks in Queensland the last few weeks, and there's some different voices calling different venues. And um, if you, yeah, I just wondered what people thought of it because it is uh, like, does it change anything that you do when you're in run and things like that? I mean, obviously the transistor punters um, rely awesome. on it. It's a matter of whether you want them to be accurate or entertaining or, or what the go is there. So, well, I, spent, I spent half a Saturday watching um, like half of them on KO. Google Chrome Chromecasted to the um, TV with a baby on me with my with my uh, iPad up with the odds. So, like... I, like you, you long January, like we're on it, and it's it's travelling okay. And then I look down, and you know, there's no odds there. Yeah, it's already won. <laughs> yeah. It was a weird feeling because I missed the opportunity to like you know get through the gears. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You take the win, so anyway. Yeah. It was um. 
I don't know how I don't know how they do it off the radio, given the different style of callers, the in-play punters, but plenty plenty do it and do it well. Exactly. Well, I just thought of, you know, with that, like I say, with our shuffling of the caller ranks, you know, it's sort of hard to get into a rhythm if you're listening to the transistor because you take Dave Fowler up here, for example, who's a punter. Like, that's the caller I like because he does form, he bets, and he calls accordingly. You know, it's, mm. uh, it's interesting. Anyway. Um, anything out of Rose Hill that you want to talk about or a horse to follow or anything? Well, the horse that I imagine... Oh, maybe not. Uh, the, the horse that's going places is Lost and Running, who won the Luscan Star and put another big figure. Um, it was put two big figures together now. Um, Ballistic Lover in the Denise's Joy. Um, 25 to 1-ish on Betfair. Has won by two, gone straight to the front from the outside barrier and won by two and a half lengths. Um, not mentioned at all in the stewards report. I mean, this is a horse where you'd want to ask the question, well, you've... This horse has jumped out of the ground at 25 to 1 and put a hole in them. But because it was a last start winner of a much worse race at Doombin, they just shrug their souls and say, oh, no, well, it's not a form turnaround. It won last start, it won this start. And whereas the two wins are actually chalk and cheese. It was ridden very, very confidently from the outside gate. I think it's a little bit harsh on Queensland, mate. It was only a, a, a scone meeting at Rose Hill. <laughs> yes. At Frank least type. It was a good race. one of the hardest races time. to win in the country. Every single mayor's race or Philly's race is black type in Sydney. Speaking of uh, stewards, let's that they right, quietly before you move on, like it's gone out, like it's improved a lot. It has. But that's, what that, that's what I'm saying is that because, oh. you just look at the form guide and it's got a one, a last start winner. You can't pull them in and say explain the improvement when in reality that's a bigger improvement than a lot of things that have run seventh last start to winning. Uh, I would suggest. Well, send it back to Queensland. We'll win again. Fair chance it will. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah, stewards. So there was an inquiry into T.O. Nugent's ride on the 1st of May at Sandown in race two on Lady Solly. Lady Solly went 9.4 fast on the punting form benchmark figures to the 600. Our tie ranger, the same day, a race later, so 30 minutes later, went quicker as a leader. Difference was it won. Uh, Lady Solly just lost, ran second. Um, Were we on it? No. We weren't on either. Okay. Um, But you wanted to be on it, and I would have been on it if I was there in run, and I'm sure it would have traded a dollar one, dollar dollar ten, Lady Solly. When a horse trades a dollar ten... If I was a steward and I wasn't sure, because I can, I'm very, very confident that you do not understand how to read the sectionals that you get live. Just trust the market. The market's right. If the horse traded a dollar one or a dollar ten or a dollar fifty, the jockey's probably giving it a pretty good ride. Because the collective intelligence of the wagering community said this horse is probably going to win given what's what's happened and what's about to happen. The fact that this is questioned is embarrassing for the state, for the sport, and for the stewards. And it's an incredibly scary message that they send to the young riders. Hey, mate, you showed a little bit too much initiative here. Don't yeah. do that again. Yeah. When the truth is, stewards, and it's not their fault because they're not given the tools to, to do their job properly. But the, the truth is, you got this badly wrong, and it's embarrassing. Teo Nugent's ride was fucking outstanding, really, really brave, and should be encouraged. That, like you can 
it wasn't even the fastest to the 600 on the day. Mm. And they, if you look at the, they've snuck in their their inquiry findings, and they've tried to use numbers to justify their, you know, their inquiry. It's bullshit. What, it wasn't the fastest use? to the 600 on the day. It was the second fastest. The horse's PB performance, PB performance, was a 7.3 faster than the 600. So Tio's missed missed that by two lengths, going 60 k's an hour on a horse. Yeah. It's ridiculous to to criticise him for that. And the trainer to he's half thrown Tio under the bus post race. If I were you, Tio, I just wouldn't ride for the bloke. It made that made me sick. Half then, throwing him under the bus. Yeah. Yeah. We pretty and much has. I've only, I've only ever seen him that one time in the shield supports. So I don't want to completely bake him, but I thought that was disgraceful. And and I wouldn't have a horse with him because he doesn't know how to. He doesn't understand tactics, which is crucial to winning races, especially well, on a all Saturday. All that here is the result. So he's told him to lead on it, not to restrain it, let it roll. So it's obviously a free going sprinter. Mm. And because it's not gone beaten, got beaten, it's a bad ride. Yeah, but it's traded a dollar ten, I'd say. Yeah. Comfortably. But, which means it's a great ride. The, the, Betfair, the Betfair fluctuations, the exchange fluctuations, whilst the Betfair SP is not 100% accurate because it'll adjust when it goes in play, the in-play numbers are all there for any steward to see, anyone to see post-race, and a really, really good indication this horse was given none. You'll see you'll see plenty of leaders. It would have happened on Saturday at Flemington. It'll happen today wherever they race. happen every single day of the week. There'll be heaps of leaders that won't trade below $2 because they're not going to win. The market knows this. If that horse traded, and it would have traded south of a dollar twenty, I'm confident. Do do all that. Do your own research there. But yeah, very frustrating and embarrassing for the sport. I thought uh, from the Flemington meeting, um, well done to Jacko, outstanding set again. Um, covered for me big time. Um, we won again, and I thought Odeon from the Elton Zara camp. It's gone a lot better than it went. But it went huge there on Saturday first up. Um, they are a first up camp, but that's a stayer. So I think you can sort of follow that with a little bit of confidence next two or three starts. Anything else, lads? Um, I've got a couple of things I've got to recap from Queensland. Sorry, I didn't do it earlier, but the questions on Twitter that we... Oh, oh yeah, no, that's on the list. Now we're going to go just slowly through the question on Twitter because we always don't and it's shit by us. So you start, Kels. Right. Um... Team riding and its finest on graph Saturday. Covered that, haven't we? I think we all got that at six. Yep. Stats don't lie. Spectacular ride or a field full of jockeys asleep on criminal defence winning the rough habit plate. Um, the sun shines on a dog's ass every now and then. Everybody wins the lottery. Someone You might win the lottery once. Put it down to a lucky win. Um, I'll happily eat my words if it comes out and reproduces again in a more genuine run race next time. That's how I've left it. Ah, what are we on here? Do we bother about complaining this? How often does something go around a dollar one, Orbison, Sunny Coast Sunday? Is that an indication of ability or lack of form or lack of form of the opposition? Um, well, I suppose it's um, a bit of both. Definitely. Um, I sort of mentioned earlier that that Orbison was a, had like seven-figure offers about it. There's one owner in that horse, Orbison, um, a Ms. J. McMillan. You must love racing. Um, 
That's a big offer. Holy fuck. Um, split screen. I think Sam Sam Griffin is referring to Sky Channel's split screen. Like, honestly, any Victorian participant complaining about Sky has got their priorities wrong. They need to get used to and train themselves to watch the channel dedicated to their jurisdiction. All right? As simple as that. Stop whinging. Don't watch it. Watch .com because that's dedicated Victorian slash South Australian channel, right? We know the we know the um, commercial agreements. Philandis runs Tab Media. He also has the keys to the Murdoch Media Empire. So oh, I got rid of every, stuff. everything will be skewed to maximising turnover on New South Wales races, and that's why they split screen everything and give the New South Wales coming up two minutes um, airtime as they load into the gates or whatever else. So it's just like not worth arguing about anymore. Will Curley stop bagging the Herovian? Bit harsh. Not. No. Um, I potted the Herovian going to the All-Star Mile, said it was none. It, it was. Ran, it ran a credible race. Without, without, like, challenging. Yeah. So I just, like, like, don't fall into the trap to think that I like horses. I assess them in the field that they're in. Like, I'm not gravitating to a horse, you know, particularly an open company horse. It's map, price, form, that's it. The Herovian was the run of the race um, outside of the winner in the Doom and 10,000. And if he gets into the Stradbroke field with that 53-54 kilo mark over 13.50 at Eagle Farm, he's going to run a hell of a race and be in the finish. So not really potting him. I, in fairness, though, I did question the North Queensland form when he first come to Queensland. I bet against him a couple of times, and he and he won. So, well done. Got, to got the a few road. questions from um, Hugo. Hugo first. Well, you, you've kind of answered them. Uh, oh, I've answered the question about selling Orbison, but that's yeah. just a personal thing. Should we be less self-righteous about owners? Decision on selling horses overseas, like yeah, I'm just answering the question. I couldn't care less if she sells it or not. If there's she no sells one. it, it's good. There's one less horse to do the form on. And so I hope no, I do sell it. What no about J Car Media update? D Ruddering update? Topics unconnected. <laughs> <laughs> How did Jamie go on the weekend? She won a race on Weekend Hustler, whatever it's called. What's it yeah, called? She, yeah, she had one winner. Um, over over here, shut up. She's riding good. Speaking of me potting horses, I potted that horse a bit, haven't I? What was that horse called? The one in in Adelaide that she rode, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Hustle. Hustle. Sorry, oh, I said oh. weekend Hustler. Little Found bit of difference. Found Brooklyn Hustle. <laughs> what about your, your new segment, Brilliant. Curls? Your weekly segment. Oh, month. To I finish the show with special announcement. Um, now I'll, I'll I'm partial to a trumpet. Right, a little bit partial. A little bit partial nah, to Trump. Nah, not you, mate. Really? Yeah, like for example, I had shares in two horses running on Saturday, and they both won. And yeah. uh, one you? of them we were on the mailbag. We're on it, sixteen, seventeen dollars SP. How much you reckon I got out of that? Fuck, <laughs> mate. Anyway, so I'm partial to a little trumpet, and I thought. Rather than sort of trying to restrain myself from trumpeting, we should be really encouraging people to trumpet. So we're going to have a Trumpet of the Month award 
Um, we're going to kick it off in May, so we've got a bit of time, but not necessarily. So you, if you trumpet and you want to tag us, that's great. Um, we'll accept the nomination, but you can also tag other people's tweets too. Like you can make it a bit of a piss take if you like. Um, at Trader Matt on Twitter is a great example of a doesn't mind an odd trumpet. He he posts a, a you know a bet slip or a, a, a result on Betfair and accidentally leaves the hundred thousand dollar balance that he has in his Betfair <laughs> account in the picture as an example. The subtle trumpet. Yeah. Uh, so we want to see it. We're gonna we're gonna give uh, we're gonna give a pack away every month to the best. I'm not gonna give it away on the show, but I'll definitely be tweeting it a little bit later. But I've found oh, a trumpet. I think we should do it on the show because this is this is like elite trumpeting. This is as trumpety as trumpety gets. I can't I can't link it here. I, I don't, it's on my phone, not on my. Um... Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, So there's the benchmark, because if I back it, they go off. He's a fan uh, of the show. That's not that's a bad great. Trump. It's I, I fucking I think we need to embrace this. Yeah. This country hates people who are confident. Good on yeah. him. Yeah. Go Dave. Go Dave. It's a fair Dave. Um, yeah, there's some there's some easy targets out there. So it's like you know, be um, think outside the square here, because I'm sure that Gary Harley will get a few. Um, you know, Gaz tips every favourite every race pre-race and or gets a cop to tip off Chrissy Lee's. Uh, talking to Chrissy oh, on the phone, yes, he likes mate. this one. DJ, bless the boys, they're fucking really good guys. I heard him on the... <laughs> I heard him on the Australian Buckethop Racing Manager. Join us there. I heard him... Someone, he must have read something of someone half-potting him because he goes, oh, I've been doing this job on track for 60 years. What would you bloody know? <laughs> 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 oh. Anyway, so I think yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna put up a pack, uh, one of our packs, a sports pack for um for the prize for trumpet of the month. So um, I'd have, I'd have Gary Harley on us if I could. If I ran racing, I'd have him on a show. He'd be one of my main people. Gareth yeah. Hall, Dave Stanley, Terry Bailey, and Gary Harley. The dream team. Two generations collide. <laughs> oh. It'll just create racing from all angles. It would create a new universe with all them stars colliding, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be the best. After dark, you know, adults only. Oh, yeah. Nine, right. nine, nine o'clock. Oh, back in my days, the back in my think Gary's. I don't think Gary's demographic would be awake at nine o'clock to watch the show. So he'd have to do a midday special what? or 11 a.m., a breakfast show. Why does it have to be on after nine? They're not going to be in a hot tub or something, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Um. <laughs> no, that's enough. That was... don't, don't give away too much more. They'll pinch our ideas like they always do. <laughs> I um, I love how we stick to the run sheet here. I forgot to ask about Realm of Flowers. Flew. That's uh, run a proper Melbourne Cup figure, eh? Yeah, flew. Big a... figure, like off season. I don't know. 
you can't knock it at all. Mm. Given a given an absolute peach from Mark Zara, who justified the decision to stay in Melbourne, his rides on on, on the horses that could win were fucking outstanding, as you'd expect. Shout out to Paddy Maloney who got um declares war home for us. Yeah, genuine how that was. Uh, I thought we'll beat a few times. I thought. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Oh. Anyway, that's us. That's a deep dive powered by punningform.com.au. It's a database we're all using. So if you have, if you want to ever like do your own work and find your own edges in the game, you have to get it. Head to punningform.com.au, sign up, start the journey yourselves. Boys, what's on this week? Mark Roden, where are you betting? Newcastle tomorrow, Kensington Wednesday, Hawkesbury Thursday, Rose Hill and I think it's Newcastle again on Saturday. So Excited. Scurry, just a Saturday? Just a Saturday. Some chance of something at, at Kenzo, but, you know, I can't commit at this stage. And Curly, We have a Wednesday meeting at Ipswich for the rail at 10, so I'll tread warily around that. Um, Warwick on the Dar- Southern Darling Downs on Thursday. I love it when you say the Darling Downs. Uh, <laughs> feels so me. like country Australian. And uh, Saturday... This is a true story. There is a TAB meeting at Nanango on what? Saturday. Nanango is holding its first TAB meeting. You're going? I think I'm not sure it's further, but it's the first that I remember. Um, there's Aquas Park Gold Coast, Toowoomba, and then there's oh, there's that main meeting at Dooman, of course, um, on Saturday with the group races there. But Nanango, I've went to Nanango to check the track out. Is it a grass, it's a grass sand option? A little bit of... Grass, a lot of dirt. We've had a bit of rain though, so it, it could be grass. It's like a dinner plate shape, probably is the best way to, that I could describe it with a short straight. So um, on speed rails in run. <laughs> We're going to have a bet there, just purely because we <laughs> have to have it because it's a tab meeting. Beautiful work. We'll be finding one so we can watch it. And hopefully, there's there must be sky too because it uh, it's a tab meeting, so I assume it's. I'm not even going to MYM out of there, actually. Don't know. Oh, please. <laughs> stream, the, stream the whole thing. There's right, no Victorian there's no, punters, you've got no Ballarat way. Wednesday, Kilmore Packenham double Thursday, Geelong and Cranbourne on Friday, and then Flemington and maybe the Wodonga Maidens on Saturday, but then also Royal Sandown on Sunday. Is that the jumps meeting? Don't know, but there'll be some flat ones, even if it is, normally. Um, always remember... If you want to buy tips, go to the website. If you can't see results, they're fucking frauds. Enjoy your week. Bye for now.